Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, January 24th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending January 21st, 2022. Last week, Ford Motor Company disclosed it expects to gain $8.2 billion in, in the fourth quarter through its investment in electric truck manufacturer Rivian. Ford has invested $1.2 billion in Rivian since 2019 and has a 12% stake in the company that's valued at more than $10 billion in December. In broader electric vehicle news, automakers are developing charging networks as EV manufacturing accelerates. Most manufacturers don't have any plans set in stone, but do realize that charging is an imperative part of the business and vital for widespread consumer adoption. This is something that Tesla figured out long ago in 2012 when the EV manufacturers started building supercharging hubs. Tesla is also planning to expand its charging network in the coming years to 84,000 superchargers globally by the end of 2023. Hopping on the charging train is BMW, Ford, Volkswagen, Daimler, and Hyundai as they plan to invest nearly $800 million to their charging networks in Europe through a joint venture called Ionity. Speaking of EVs and Tesla, TrueCar and, and Fair founder Scott Painter has entered into an, yet another new venture to make the affordability of Tesla of a Tesla more palatable to consumers. NextCar acquired its Tesla subscription service called Autonomy back in November 2021. The subscription model provides customers a Model 3 for a flat monthly rate. Moving on to our coverage from the past week, Empower Sports Rumble on Inc a partnership with J.D. Power to offer instant cash offers on power sports vehicles on nataguides.com. The partnership adds to Rumble On's efforts to expand both its footprint and its online offering. Last week um, also included coverage of several Q4 earnings reports, including Ally Financial, Citizens One Auto Finance, U.S. Bank, and Truist. Whitney, um, as we continue to file um, earnings in to our coverage. Any trends starting to present themselves from the fourth quarter? Yeah, now we are kind of well underway into Q4 earnings season. And yeah, trends are starting to present themselves. Uh, one trend we noticed over the past two weeks is that Q4 net charge-offs are increasing sequentially, so from the third quarter, but still remain lower than the fourth quarter of 2020. So following that trend over the past week or so has been Chase Auto, Citizens One Auto Finance, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, and Ally Financial. Um, we're also seeing pretty much across the board that delinquencies are starting to tick up. This is expected in Q4 due to seasonality, but as we've seen over the past year, delinquencies still fall well below where they were last year, and this quarter um, is, is well below where it stood in the fourth quarter of 2020. Um, moving on to Ally Financial, which posted its earnings on Friday, uh, they saw floor plan growth quarter over quarter reaching $11.1 billion, which was actually up 46 46%, excuse me, from Q3, but still down 34% year over year. So the lender credited this uh, floor plan performance to the addition of short duration and sensitive assets 
But although floor plan did improve, there are still, of course, ongoing issues with manufacturing, uh, supply chain issues that does keep floor plan well below where it had performed in, in past years and even year over year. Um, the last trend that we noticed, and I think we'll be continuing to see in Q4, but also going into uh, 2022, is the investment in technology, um, which has led to more digital usership. So that was seen at Bank of America, Ally Financial, and PNC Financial. Um, Bank of America, for example, hit a record high of active users on its digital financing system, reaching 41.3 million users in Q4. So we're going to be continuing to follow Q4 results that are coming in this week and over the next several weeks. But that's what we're seeing. And I think we're going to be continuing to see these trends um, with more lenders going this way. Right. I would agree. And, you know, it's interesting to kind of look at the floor plan balances increase um, and, you know, trying to pinpoint maybe a cause. It's, you know, really anybody's guess. But I, I would say, you know, I, I wouldn't imagine I would imagine that's that's essentially the product of slowed sales during the fourth quarter, especially in December, right? We saw we saw a pretty big dip in sales as sort of that pent-up demand and inventory really came to a head. So I would mm -hmm. imagine um, going forward, especially into the spring season when we get to the spring bounce, that those floor plan balances will, will decline as sales increase. Um, I, I don't think that we have enough inventory to really meet that demand yet. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Looking ahead for this week, uh, we are geared up to continue our fourth quarter earnings coverage. Um, we will also have an earnings roundup for you covering all the major banks um, middle of the week. And the February magazine is on the horizon as well, including a feature on dealers and their perspective when it comes to the built to order model and whether or not they would like to see it stick around. Uh, we also will have a feature for you on the EV electric vehicle battery landscape, sort of a, a who's who, if you will. So be on the lookout for that. We go to press on Friday. Um, that about does it for our episode today. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and rate us on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.